Welcome to the very first episode of Half-Baked Biographies, a show where I get my friends high and have them tell me really cool biographies of some really cool famous people. Um, Promise of the show is... Just stated. What am I saying? You just said that. I did just say that. Wow, how high am I? By the way, we're both stony baloney and ready to go, uh, all prepped up. Today, I've got an awesome guest on, and they're going to tell me all about who? J.M. Barry. J.M. Barry. And what did J.M. Barry do? He wrote Peter Pan. He wrote Peter Pan. Now, does J.M. Barry look anything like he did in Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp? No. No? <laughs> do you think it's easier to imagine him attractive like Johnny Depp, though? No. Because of his backstory, right. Which we're going to learn about today as to why Johnny Depp might have been a weird character choice for a movie the about whole, Jim Barry. The whole movie was a choice. And we're going to learn about that today on Half-Baked Biographies. Tell me from the beginning, um, or however you want to start out, it's your, it's your biography. It's your show. It is my show, but it's your biography. I can't tell somebody just because I'm reading the book doesn't mean I get to like tell people how to write it. Um, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah. So today we're going to talk about J.M. Barry, the man, the myth, the legend. I guess you could technically play off of those. Yeah. I don't know where to start. Start from the beginning. The beginning. Talk straight up about a baby right out of a dinner. The year was 1860. And Margaret Ogilvy and her husband, David Barry, had their... I don't remember how many kids there were, but there were a lot of them. And one of them, on this day, May 9th, was James Matthew Barry. As a kid... He always played around and wrote little plays <clears throat> for people at school. And they put them on, they produced them, and it was fun. Um, when he was still really young, his older brother David died in a skating accident the day before his, the day or week before his 14th birthday. <laughs> and, uh, he was like the golden child, so he was like the mother's favorite. She just loved him. Apparently, she had like ten million other kids, and was like, "I don't care about you." All also I named can't. David. Uh, he's well. He the funny thing is, is like he's like he's the one that was named after her husband. Yeah. I don't know, apparently, he's a favorite favorite. Like as soon as he was born. What if it was like a title? They're like, whichever my favorite son is, they His get to be David, David Junior. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't even Junior. It was just another David. Completely separate from him. That's like, why... Don't associate yourself with him. Gene, uh, genealogy is so hard. Because, like, you'll see David Barry. Oh, that's this guy. But no, in reality, you're looking at something from, like, his grandfather. Because they're the same name. Because they were also David Barry. And is that why we started, like, junior, senioring? I would assume, but I don't know. Anyway. Brother's dead. And his mom's, like, crying in bed. And Barry's like, what if I made mom notice me if I put on David's clothes and danced around a little jig David would do. 
And then his mom, like, liked him or apparently, like, showed him attention because of this. So then he was like, yeah, I love being other people. Look, we're going to learn a lot about Jam Perry today. And some might say he was a little mentally, like, not all there. But based off what that mom just did, there's good reason. <laughs> she, uh, I feel like she definitely messed him up a little bit. Um, you know, whatever. Probably. <laughs> Where's what parent the, has where's, where's the dad during all this? Everything of that. Yeah, where's David? He's fathering children somewhere. Wait, really? So he left the mom? No, I oh. don't remember. They're, they're, he, he's uh, unimportant. Barry, Barry's born, and then I don't care about them. <laughs> he's like, all right, he's in this family. No, okay, we're, 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 still, family. we're still yeah. in that. We're still there. He's still, like, uh, he's a baby child. Okay. Um, and he's like, I want to be a writer. I love writing and stuff. Okay, yeah. And his dad's like... Go into the church, like be a priest or whatever, a religious wow. guy. <laughs> okay. Um, Very different. And uh, James was like, no. I think like, he was like, F the church. <laughs> he just, no. He said no. Um, but he was like, I want to go, I want, I want to be a writer. And so his dad, like, but you have to go to college. So Barry's like, okay, I'm going to do it in, like, literature or writing or something. Ah, uh, a liberal arts degree. So he, uh, his dad's like, fine. Go get your... your go do it. Go so he left degree. and he gets his Master of Arts. Very cool. And then he's like, I'm going to go. I think his sister told him, like, go to London and write for this paper. And so he went. He wrote and, like... I was reading another book earlier that he wrote, and now it's getting mixed up. Okay, so he wrote. He was he writing, wrote, and he wrote for the paper, and then like, people liked it. They're like, "Wow, this Jane Barry guy." He's no, really he something. like he wrote um, stories about his mom's childhood. So he was like, "I just the only thing my main goal is to like make mom love me." So, like, in his book, Better Dead, that I was reading earlier, yeah, yeah. it um, was talking about this man who, like, wants to write, and so he goes to London from Scotland and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the exact same thing. As it, was, it was literally the story yeah. of his mom and him. Yeah, and he was like, there was one woman in the world that he wanted to please and make happy. He's mummy. I was like, uh. He's got some real, like, uh, yeah. Bates Motel stuff going on. So not that creepy, but, um... So he, like, is there, and he's writing, and he writes these things. And um, he, like, while he was in the middle of, like, collecting them and putting them together, one, I don't think anybody would have wanted to publish him. So he was just like, Why did no I'm going to keep trying. And then he wrote the book called Better Dead. Which is the one you're reading. Yeah, and apparently there's only, like, two editions because he, like, cut them, and he was like, I hate this book so much. Take it off. Take it off the press. Thus... Why that one cuts in the middle of the sentence? No, I think that's just an illegal reprint I have. Oh. Um, he also hated it circulating America, but... Ta-da. Ta-da. It still happened. <laughs> he also said, basically, he never wanted anybody to write a biography about him, so... Wow. Then now, uh, things have happened that he's probably not pleased with. Yeah. 
Okay, so he goes. So he goes to college and he gets this thing and then he goes to London and then he writes for the paper. And I'm just recapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he writes for the paper and then he puts out the book Better Dead, but he hates it and pulls it and whatever. But he's writing other things. And then his first books come out about um, his mom's childhood. And he wrote like, oh, and no, and thrums. And blah, blah, blah. like the second one, the other one. And it's all written in like Scottish, um, like dialect. Oh, that's weird. So it reads a bit. So it, it, oh my God, me trying to read it, it's horrible. But the reason that he wrote Better Dead was because nobody was like, okay, like this dialect stuff is getting old. <laughs> Write no one was something like, hey, else. this is like. Like it's lost its charm now. This guy is just talking about, I don't even know what. Like you can't even understand half of it. It's just all Scottish, like. It's all Scottish gibberish. No, like, it's like it's like eighteen hundred Scottish. Oh shit, me deeply. Yeah. So I can say that because no eighteen hundreds Scottish men still exist. Live right now unless they're like immortal. But then they're gonna find and kill me. Uh well, then they're a vampire <laughs> and you're living a good life because now you're gonna be a vampire. Not, mm, Scottish vampires. Do those exist? I am pretty sure probably. I mean vampires have popped up all over the That's true. world. Um Anyway, just um, imagine a vampire with this up uh, bagpipe. Do you just spit on blood. me? Oh no! You bagpiping <laughs> you was too your hard. I, I bagpipe too hard as a, as a Scottish <laughs> vampire. Do 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 do! I'm gonna drink your blood. Oh, and spit on you. <laughs> Where are we? Okay, hang on. We got on to. Scottish bagpipes. Oh, he wrote in like this weird Scottish oh, language. Oh, so yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. something new. And he's like, okay, I put out this book and I hate it. So I'm pulling it. I'm doing the other books. So he did all that. And then uh, he was like, I live in London now. I'm kind of successful, but not really. I've written some plays. And like his one of his first plays that he actually like produced, he met this woman, Mary Ansel. And he was like, I love her so much. And then he proposed to her and they got married. And like a lot of books and stuff that he's written actually feature her. Wow, so she made an appearance as a character. Oh, she did multiple times, especially in The Little White Bird. Ah, so they're all, like, in the same world. And I think, in a way, she's kind of uh, Mrs. Darling, even though I know Sylvia will be that, but I get ahead of myself. Wow, spoiler alert for the future. Um, And he, like, lived in London with her and was like, I'm going to get you this puppy. And it was a... Uh, it was a Saint Bernard. Yeah, because then he didn't he have a Saint but Bernard. But then, like, he got a he had a Saint Bernard, and then he ended up riding in, like, okay, so his dog was named Porthos, and he when he wrote Peter Pan, he wrote in Nana, Nana as a. I just had it in my mind. It was the other dog, right? Because then that yes, I have it in my a Newfoundland. So he wrote it in Peter Pan as a Newfoundland. And then when they made the Disney version, they're like, what if we made it a St. Bernard? And it's just this big circle. But wait, wasn't it also that, like, his Newfoundland, not Nana, had inspired somebody else to name their new... No, so he he named Porthos after his favorite character in one of George Demorier's books. Okay, and he had... Okay, so, so yeah. Sorry. so he going on the Sylvia, dog, the dog circle. You know, more spoiled, you already know who Sylvia is, so, like... George okay. de Maurier was Sylvia's father. Okay, so George okay. George de Maurier writes a, a character named Porthos. Yeah. But where does his Newfoundland come in? 
Doesn't he have a dog? I thought he had a dog. No, his, no, his dog. His dog in the book is called Porthos. Okay, so the Newfoundland dog in the George de Moyer book was a Newfoundland. He's like, I'm going to name my oh, St. Bernard yeah. after... I'm going to oh, name my God, St. Bernard after confusing. Porthos. It's all big... That's yeah, one, one big thing. And then I'm going to base my St. Bernard Porthos into Peter Pan, but as a Newfoundland named Nana. And then in the movie in Disney, they were like, now it's... Yeah, I might have mixed that up. It's fine. It's a whole mess. The it's the dog. It's and, the circle dog of life. Uh, they just keep turning into each other forever. Um, that's a weird circle. It's a very strange, like, dark experience. They're... they're Doomed to constantly oh, stop it. Don't talk about dark now. Um, okay. And then yeah. so he's like living in London and he's like walking this dog, Porthos, and he's like a child. Okay, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was just like a child. <laughs> oh my and God, that was awful. I'm just walking my dog. And, ooh, a child. <laughs> I did not say like that. You kind of did. I didn't. And um, they they were multiple children, not just one child. <laughs> and they were with their nurse, and they were casually playing. I'm sorry, in that was not better Gardens. at first. You're like, it wasn't a single child; it was children. This is bad. That's <laughs> what so you said. It took you. You're like, um, it sounds bad if you just say child. Anyways, walking his dog, he's like, ooh, children. No, okay. The more like this kid was like, look at that tiny guy with a mustache. He was like five one and something. I feel like people were like because we planted that seed of like Johnny Depp in their brain. They're like, oh, he's like. And he six, was like, three. he had like a bulbous head and a giant mustache. It's like a character. And he was like bald, basically. Like he, oh my he God. was like balding. He, he really By the time he graduated college, he was balding, or he's like already bald. He was like balding. His hairline is like all the way back to his ears. I mean, like on top, it goes all the way back to the back of the ears. Oh, okay. I was like, it's like right <laughs> here. It's about right where it should be. No. Back of the ears. Gotcha. Okay, 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 okay. So he's balding, short little man with mustache. Basically, he a wears this character. giant coat that just looks like he's like in an 80s music video. Beautiful. Um, except it's not fitted anywhere. Like, even the shoulders don't come around like that. It's just, like, he's really He's just kind of walking around. He's just kind of walking around like that. And, like, his dog is, like, as tall as him, basically, at this point. And, Rough. Um, and the kids are like, ooh, ow, these kids are um, George, Jack, George and Jack, and their baby brother, Peter, Llewellyn Davies. Um, and... They, like, blah, 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 start talking and start making up stories and all this stuff. And meanwhile, Barry this whole time is, like, bitter towards everything. And everything he writes is, like, I hate the world and people because everybody has always hated Yeah, he went full Edgar Allan Poe. He was so, like... Like, he would Poe be, like, pen pals. Everything was about how he was, like, cursed, basically. He's like, uh... Does Poe even exist at this point? Edgar Allan Poe? I think it's way what earlier than that. Poe? It's way earlier than that. I found this on the web. Oh god. It's just like eighteen oh nine the look of it. Yeah, like I was like that's like early nineteenth century. It's yeah, so eighteen twenty seven, yeah. Okay, so like he would have been like after him. So he was reading his Edgar Allan Poe. It's like his edgy reads. Yeah. Okay. I'm following now. Literature changed so much during those times because it was very prosy and then 
just not. They're like, what if we were just sad all the time? No, it's just Barry, and that's why nobody liked his stuff, supposedly. Because okay. they're like, this is too dark and weird and sentimental, and you're just like a man crying in a corner. Look, we get it, you're short and balding, but like, Yeah, whatever. like, I, and the whole thing, he has a complex, basically. Like, he, I think that's a part of it. Like the Napoleon complex? Like, everybody made fun of him so much, and then, like, would write, like, in, in the bathroom stalls that existed. Like, I don't know, this is really weird, but, like, Barry wrote <laughs> He's about got it. his, like, ink and quill. He's like... <laughs> It's you not, and it, pens existed in this year. You realize we're in, like, the later 1800s at yeah, this Yeah, I'd like point. to think that he's in, like, some fancy school, and he's like, because, you know, it's still 18 school. Oh, my God. No, we're, we're, no, okay, I mean, it was still in Scotland during this yeah, time. But, but, like, yeah, when he was like, a kid, people write, would write, like. Normal. Like, in the stalls, like, who belonged together. Like, that is, that tradition is that old. <laughs> okay, um, so. Nobody liked him. He was bullied constantly. People didn't write his name in the stalls with, like, pairing people. I may, it may, maybe it was a wall, maybe it wasn't stalls, but I swear it was in the bathroom. Basically, they were etching, like, worst case scenario, it's a tree, but they're etching, like... It's not a tree. But basically, they're, they're etching, like, the, the, like, fifth, like, me and yeah, Susie yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah, anyway, so he, like, is like, uh... At this point, he's married to this beautiful lady, so I don't really understand how I I don't know I think he like married her because he was like she's beautiful she married I'm pretty young I like her like I'm in love with her as a muse not as a person I like the concept of you we've all been there um and they made up stories like him and the children like the Llewellyn Davis boys and he ended up, like, coming over in their house and, like, by the... Because at this point, the parents are like, hmm, who is this man? You just keep having a strange man scuttling um, through. And so, like, the nurse takes them and they hang out and they, like, go on vacation. It's weird. He, like, follows them. He doesn't follow them. <laughs> he, You're making him sound so them. much worse. No, than- I'm just more, like... Paying attention to the way I'm wording things. It all sounds super creepy. He trails behind. Shut up. He does not trail behind them. At a respectable distance. Oh, my God. No, he goes with them All by vacation. invitation of the parents to hang out and stuff and, like, make stories. What are the name of the figures. parents? So the parents are Sylvia. Um, her name is Llewellyn Davies now, but she was Sylvia Dumaurier because she was, you know, the yeah, daughter yeah. of George. Um, and then her husband is Arthur Llewellyn Davies. He worked with law. He was, like, a lawyer, basically. And also, just talking the fact that he does exist. He's not dead. Yes, he exists. Uh, Arthur is super good looking. Was so, well, was very so, handsome. Because they were talking about, like, you talk about, like, Finding Neverland. Arthur doesn't exist in that. I don't know if he's just dead. <laughs> I mean, Peter's also, like, ten, so. Peter was a baby. Yeah, but not, like. On the movie. Anyway. In real life. He was a baby. Yeah, so he had nothing to do with people. And George was like, what if he could fly? So that reminds me where I was in that story. Anyway, yeah, they're the the children of Sylvia and Arthur. And Arthur is beautiful, and he has, like, freckles and curly hair, but not, like, it's, like, it's wavy and stuff. Like, it's put back when he styled it. And he's really tall. And a lawmaker. Some kind of law thing. Some law thing. Um... And it was like a family business. I love it. Okay. Anyway. So they're going, anyway, he's really close to the family. Yeah. He's really close to the family. Anyway, so little baby Peter is a baby and George is like, what if he could fly? And at this point, Barry is like already, you know, feeling bad for himself. And um, 
writing this book about this man who is like wandering London alone and he's single and nobody likes him but he like wants a kid someday um and like oh my god does he have a father child no um so in, in this book basically he meets his other guy whose wife is having a baby and so he's like I feel I want to pretend that I also have a baby and a wife at home so, like, he's, like, talking to this guy, like, oh, my wife's also having a kid right now. Oh, my God, we're similar. And, like, so, but, the, the, like, the thing is, is that he, like, ends up, they end up being neighbors. And so the guy is always, like, hey, how's your kid? And so, like, years pass. Years pass, and this man is still, like, your son's like eight now, right? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. And then he started doing this thing where he's like, oh, no, I bought him too many clothes. His kid's name is David. Oh, so his dead brother. So, like, this man's like, I have a kid. And then, like, um, the other guy's like, I'm going to come over and see your kid so our kids can, like, hang out. And then the main guy goes, David's dead. This man fabricates the death of his child. Wait, no, so this is the story or is this actually what Jane Barry did? This okay, is so Jane Barry didn't actually no, do this. No, sorry, I got lots in this. But the thing is, is that it's very similar. He describes the man exactly how he looks and everything, and it's like, oh, what happened in his life? Yeah, anyway. Um, but he ends up writing about this little kid who gets like locked down in Kensington Gardens and uh, flies away because he's in there too long. <laughs> So he's dead. Yeah, um, he and his baby. His baby just flies away. The birds. Well, because like all children are born as birds, and then they when they grow up they become new little babies. So every person was once a bird, and you just forget how to fly. Anyway, so like so pixie dust isn't a thing. Pixie dust is a thing, but this is like bare bones, like beginning. This of OG. Stuff. Yeah. This OG Barry Peter. So he was like writing this and is inspired by his conversations with George about his brother flying and blah, blah, blah. So, um, he was like mixing this in and this baby isn't even David. Like that has nothing to do with that part of the story. It's just this middle of the little white bird where it's like a also tiny, weird little baby. Flew. <laughs> also this baby. He's like, so this dude has a baby and he's like, Hey, I've got a baby. And then the guy was like, I want a baby. I have a baby. And he's like, you have a baby? <laughs> like, and everybody has a baby and then the baby flies away. <laughs> yeah. So then they're like talking about one not having a baby, one actually having a baby. And like, Barry's like, also, by the way, right now in Kensington Garden, there's a, a baby, baby that just flew. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And he's like, whoa, <laughs> is that David? He's like, no, I have no idea what baby that is. That's not my baby. <laughs> This is a baby flying away. Anyway. <laughs> you do have baby. Yes. Except if you come over because then he's dead. Yeah. But till that day. Anyway, that's just yeah. the story. That's just the story, right? Um, it's the very little baby kernel of, of Peter Pan. And then they end up like writing a play of Peter Pan. And then the play becomes a book. And then everybody loves it. And blah, 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 blah. Sylvia dies. Well, Arthur dies first because he has like cancer of the jaw. Um, so Arthur dies and then Barry just kind of like becomes more of a figure. Um, people speculate that Arthur hated him. I wonder why. 
saying that his kids liked him more than the dad. Yeah, exactly. I would imagine that. Um, he's had a great and then feeling. Sylvia died too, and everybody was like, ah. Well, but then, not from being overworked, right? Because I think pretty sure that's what she died from. Uh, in the, no, it wasn't that. She had some kind of disease. Yeah, she was like, it was also a cancer of some kind. Yeah, it? I think it was in that too. They just couldn't treat it because yeah. cancer is cancer. Um, and so like World War One comes and George is like old. He's like 21. And he's like, I'm off. Which, by the way, I used to think was like older. <laughs> You're like, that wasn't that long ago. No, I mean like he was 21. And I was like, oh, 21's pretty old. Like, whatever. He lived oh. to be pretty old. Oh. Not not as in like, oh, he lived to be so old. But and I was, was like, like, oh, he didn't die a as a life. kid. Right. Now that I'm older than 21, it feels bad. Right, you're like, I made it further than George did. George. Yeah, so George is my favorite, and that makes me really sad. He used to be my desktop background. <laughs> it's a picture of him in, like, shorts, and then his, like, plaid socks up to his knees. <laughs> so, like, just showing that good old kneecap, like, yeah. that's what you see of his leg? Mm-hmm. Mm, that sexy, sexy kneecap. Yep, yep. Um, anyway, he goes to World War One and dies. Barry is just straight Bar- Barry is ruined. Is his wife still with him at this point? I don't remember what year they split, because she just is non-existent most of the time. She's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. So Barry's she, a- goes she on. actually, remarried? I think, wrote something. She remarried him almost immediately, oh. I think, and then She's ended up pro- writing like, something. Probably means she was cheating on him. Well, well a woman of those, I don't know. Also, one of those times, um, didn't want to be alone. I mean, she couldn't really, right? Early early 1800s, like, women weren't really working yet, were they? I guess England's a bit different. They might have been. Well, uh, mostly women moved into the workforce during World War One. Okay, so but depending I mean, on when they divorced. Yeah, she, she, was, she was an actress. That was her job. So she oh. was still working. She was wealthy. Oh, they were both wealthy. Oh, you said she was beautiful. <laughs> If you're uh, beautiful, you are wealthy. No, no, no. no I, I know mean, what you're saying. I, yeah. It's just funny. Anyway. I was like, I'm not sexist. <laughs> I'm not sexist. Please. I just want to come the sexist. Uh, <laughs> Please. Um, oh, my God. The, the lady that... I want to talk about the lady that played um, Peter Pan in America sometime. Um, Kathy Rigby? No, she's... Um, Maude Adams. Uh, she was like this crazy lesbian lady who was like openly gay. Like back in the OG, OG times. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Rigby did the, um, I think Kathy Rigby, that feels right. If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. Anyway, I want to talk about her because you're also. You got it. Um, and then she died, Sylvia died, and then George died, and um, then Michael died. So, like, George and Michael were the ones that he was, Michael was born after Peter, by the way. So, like, it went George, Jack, um, Peter. Michael. Michael, and then Nicholas. So, at this point, George is dead, and then Michael dies. He, like, drowns in, at school, um, like, a little bathing lake place, um, naked with holding hands with this other dead guy. So. There was theories that they may have been. Gay. And that was a, a joint suicide. But there's also, you said something about, I think, at one point where, like, murders like this would just kind of. Not happen, but you know what I'm talking about. Someone else had drowned there before. Or something yeah, yeah. Like, like there was a there was a connection where the, it might have been, and it was in a kind of similar fashion that it might not have been that they were. They were gay. Yeah, I mean, I, gar- I guarantee that man was gay. <laughs> you, it's like you haven't seen the pictures. He's... No, no, like it. 
No, I, I, I'm pretty positive. He, just from what you told me from what I know off camera. He was a poet. Wow. Okay. So. Um. Not, um yeah, anyway, if you read, poet, if you. Some of his poetry was very homoerotic. It's very. It wasn't homoerotic. I, I didn't know. <laughs> it sounds like it. No, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I just do. So I just got do instinct know. that he was. He was gay. Anyway. He's very close with his family. Trust me. Yes. Um. <laughs> so Michael's dead. George is dead. Jack's alive. Jack's Peter's alive. alive. Peter's alive. They both enlist in the army at some point. I think World War Two. Both live. Um, Nico's just going on. Um, it's like I kind of am here. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't studied. Well, he was the youngest. You know, the youngest child tends to get neglected. <laughs> I'm not the youngest child. child, so I don't care. <laughs> it's like, I can't relate to the youngest child. It's not something that's in my nature. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, and Sylvia died, and he like kind of unofficially adopted them, and yeah, then they all the grew up, night. and yeah, and then they all grew up, and slowly started dying, and then like in, uh, so in 1937, Barry is like living in his flat. And people are like, he's dying. And he has pneumonia. Oh, no. And he dies. With, from pneumonia? Yeah. Oh, so sad. All alone. No, I think he had people with him. Thank God. Well, I mean, he, like, wasn't married or anything anymore. But, like, I don't think he cared that much. Although, knowing him, he's probably, like... Resentful. He wrote a story about some old guy who was, like, alone in a flat in London. He's like, where we say... I'm an old man who wishes no, I had a imagine woman. imagine there's a recording of him giving a speech. Mm-hmm. And imagine a super, super, super old man with a super thick Scottish accent. <laughs> okay, not like that, but like what it sounded like in your head. What that was supposed to sound like. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. Well, he probably didn't have a very deep voice. I don't know. I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't like. It was like. Yeah. That's a lot. And then he was also friends with a lot of famous authors because I guess all, all English authors at the time just were like, "What if we hung out?" Apparently, the world is really tiny. At least England is really tiny. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was (laughs) it was him, H. G. Wells, um, and Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle. There's some other ones in there. Oh, A. A. Milne. Yeah, and all of those guys were like, what if we played, was it, squ- was it Quidditch? Or- uh, Quidditch. Whew, wait a minute, that's where we're at in the night. I was thinking of um, squash, and then my brain was like, I'll think Quidditch. you mean Quidditch. It's, um, <laughs> and he was a seeker. What's it called? Oh, God. I just talked about Cro- it. Not, not crochet. It's not crochet. Croquet? Cricket. It's, it's cricket. Cricket. Yeah. They, they played cricket together on a team. Yeah. But, uh, it, um, anyway, I was still talking. I don't care about making noise. I'm playing yeah. with this plastic. <laughs> anyway, so Barry's dead, and then Peter resents him. Yeah, heavily. because anything that he does, the papers are like, Peter Pan does this. He's like, I'm sorry, when did I change my last name to Pan? He could have his own thing. Yeah, because he's, he's got, like, a whole level of, like, 
not dad issues, but basically, I mean, like... He resents him. He Peter resents Barry so much, and he starts, like, this publishing company, this publishing books, and he's like, I'm going to put together all these pictures and letters and stuff from Barry because... And my family. So it's like... It was called the family morgue, which is just amazing to me because, like, before he got it, um, it was a collection that they had collected over the years. Um, So he was going to publish the family morgue, which is just... Why does it have to be so creepy? I don't know. I mean, I appreciate it, but... Yeah, it's very dark. But then again, like, everybody's family's dead, right? I mean, at this point... Uh, Nicholas and Jack are alive. Jack also resented Barry. Yeah, Jack kind of, like, disappeared off the face of the planet. He got married and, like... He's like, I'm going to do my own thing now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, where was I? Uh, he wrote a, he had a published company. He's going to put out oh, the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's doing it, but the story goes that one night he was, like, working late, and he burned the entire family work. Okay, no, not. That's not true. He, he burned some stuff. Okay, just, like, like, burned a lot of stuff from Barry. He's, like, I'm he done was, with like, this. He was, like, this is bad. I'm done. And then he, like, went out and threw himself under a train. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, That's the so, fatal touch of Barry, or, yeah, the fatal touch of J.M. Barry. Yeah. Um, and then Jack ended up dying later. Yeah, and, like uh, a normal Nicholas death. lived until the 80s, 1980s. And then Daphne Du Moyer, who actually has some weird affiliation with all of this, goes to write The Birds. Yes. And Rebecca. And Rebecca. And Jamaica Inn. And Jamaica Inn. All movies that were directed by Alfred Hitchcock, because he clearly loved her books. The Birds is just a short story. But he turned it mm-hmm. into a movie. He, uh, he hobbited it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... A drastic extent. Anyway, um, that is the end, basically. Barry lives, he dies, a short, balding man who saw some children, and thank God he did. No. Oh. Boom, 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 put in your head. <laughs> and then, no, wait, put in your intro, and then... Yeah, end. intro, it's like... Here's the beginning of the show, everybody's toasty. I'll find a catchier song. But they'd be like, what's up? Have you ever just had a hard time taking a poop? Well, thanks to today's sponsor over at X-Lax, that's no longer going to be a problem. I refuse to be a part of this show. Does X-Lax test on animals? Yes. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. I was like, we're cutting off sponsorship. <laughs> it was like, oh, God. Who have I offended? Our entire audience. is just... A bunch of animal rights activists and like, whoa, man, I was all for this show. And then you got sponsored by The X-Lags. first like two minutes that we did, they were so in it until like, that sponsor. It was like, yes, that's what we're here for. Okay. So, sorry. We'll, we'll really get into it. My lungs. Tell me. 